Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and your version of Snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I have got an incredibly special guest on, Brian Sexton. And the funny thing is, is we just met a week or so ago. Like it hasn't been long. And already immediately, uh, we feel like we're kindred spirits. And so I am so excited to have him on the podcast today. And we're going to really be focusing in on human connection. Now, Brian is working on his book, People Buy from People. And not only is this going to be a great book to help you with what we're going to talk about today, human connection. But it's a wonderful book that honored his dad, who was truly the expert at making human connections. So welcome to the show, Brian. Kim Thompson Pinder, what a honor to be on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you. I And I feel the same way. I feel like the Lord fit us together. It's so cool how the Lord puts people together in the right seasons and the right times of their lives. So thank you for having me on the Author to Authority podcast, if I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) And yesterday, I actually had the tremendous honor of being on Brian's The Intentional Encourager. So Brian, why don't you just quickly tell people, where can they listen to that? Well, I was dressed not nearly as nice as I am today because I was coming on the Author to Authority podcast. So I, I wanted to look halfway decent for you, Kim. But um, they can find the Intentional Encourager podcast. can find it on Spotify. We just hit Spotify, iTunes, iHeartMedia or iHeartRadio, the app there, Podbean. Wherever you get podcasts, we're working on getting on Pandora. So wherever you find podcasts, that's where you can find the Intentional Encourager podcast. And we just tell really cool stories like yours that'll be coming out in a few weeks and others. And that's really what I wanted to do was tell really cool stories, inspiring, encouraging, because we need encouragement right now with everything happening in this world. We need encouragement now more than ever, Kim. That is so true. And it was a wonderful conversation that we had yesterday. We had fun yesterday. Didn't yes, we? we did. And we're going to have fun again today. So, Brian, I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, but also tell us about how you, your story behind people buy from people. Well, Kim, it all started August 13th, 1972, when uh, 
when two people got together the year before, my <laughs> parents, and decided on July 23rd, 1971, that they were going to get married. And then a year later, this bouncing baby boy came out. Kim, if I had to write a story of my life, I, I have been, it, it's been amazing, the story of my life. I'll fast forward really quick. When I was born, I was born with a hole in my right lung. Wow. My, my parents, the reason they discovered it was I did not sleep in the hospital like a newborn mm -hmm. slept. I stayed awake all night and they couldn't figure out why I was awake all the time. And so doing some investigating, some x-rays, they found I had a, a pretty sizable hole in my lung and my parents being church going people, the only thing they knew to do was to pray. Mm -hmm. I was born on a Sunday. And so that night at church after, you know, at, or I'm sorry, a few days later on Wednesday night, I was still in the hospital. My dad went to church and he said, I need you to pray for my son. Mm. My church went to pray in and in, in a week's time, God had totally healed my right lung. I've nice. never had a lung issue. I'm, I'll be 48 in two months. I've never had a lung issue. Never have I had a lung issue. And so my whole life has been shaped around knowing God and, and, and just being, you know, just connecting through my, you know, seeing my dad mm -hmm. growing up. I sang, um, I sang from the time I was about three years old. My dad got me up to sing in church <laughs> when I was three. I remember one time when I was a little kid, I was about four years old and I sang in church with my dad, Kim, and I jumped off the platform and rolled down the aisle. <laughs> and so I was a rambunctious little kid. But it's saying all my life, even into my teenage years, and thought when I went to college at Marshall University that I wanted to be a journalist. I thought I wanted to go into broadcast journalism, ended up going into marketing and sales, uh, switching majors. And for the last 25 years, next month in July, I'll celebrate 25 years of my professional selling, sales management, and customer engagement career. And it's, it's been such a journey. I'll tell you this. The book that, I, that my People Buy From People book started to be called, Do You Have Any Fries in Your Trunk? I love it. I had a customer <laughs> ask me when I sold food one time. I went in to take the, to get my order, you know, as I went in every Tuesday and, and saw her. Her name was Robin. And she said, Brian, Brian, do you have any fries in your trunk? <laughs> and it took me a minute, Kim, to really digest that question <laughs> and i said kim I, I i said robin her name was robin i said if i could make fries magically appear for you <laughs> i wouldn't be selling them i'd be like david copperfield i'd be you know but that was that was going to be the title of my book do you have any fries in your trunk filet mignons flaky kids Flanges and family companies, my life in sales. And so I, but, but people buy from people as I got into doing it, I, I realized that I didn't want to write a sales book. I wanted to write a connection book because of, of what my dad said to me and people buy from people, Kim, yes. was what my dad said to me right before I took my first sales job. He said, never forget, son, people buy from people.
and it mm. stuck with me. Yes. Yes. You didn't want me to tell my life story on the author to a Thor. <laughs> I, I know that's like, like, tell me, well, once upon a time in a land far, far away. No. So that's how people buy from people. That's how the idea came about. Cause I knew I wanted to, to talk about my story and my, and my journey, my life in sales. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know it was going to be through the lens of what my dad had told me 25 years ago. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've read part of the book. So talk to me a little bit about your dad and some of the things that he taught you about human connection, because that's what your book is about. You, you spend the whole book talking about the different ways to make that authentic connection to people. Well, in full disclosure, some of the book was written on an airplane. <laughs> some of it was written in a Mexican restaurant, several Mexican restaurants. And so that may have influenced the writing style that I had. <laughs> You know, whether I was in front of a chimichanga or, or gua- chips and guacamole, I love Mexican food. Full disclosure, I love Mexican food. So a lot of times I would write that those things in a restaurant. But my dad was so good at connecting with people. My dad was really good at making everybody feel important. That's, how, that's where I learned it. And, you know, Kim, the last three and a half years of his life, my dad was a pastor. He was an accidental pastor. Mm. And the reason he became a pastor was the church that they were attending. There were some folks that, as as churches do, and you know this, that that some people get frustrated with the way things are going and decide to go somewhere else. So he and my mom and, and about 15 other people decided they wanted to go somewhere else and they needed a leader. And my dad became their leader. He brought mm. those people together. Yes. And so he they voted him as their pastor. And so he became an accidental pastor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something my dad told me, he said, you know, son, he said, I've never prayed more in my whole life than I have the last three and a half years. Yeah. And, And my dad knew that not only connecting with people was important, but connecting with God was important. And so, you know, how are you gonna lead people effectively, especially in a pastoral role? If you don't have a relationship with the Lord yourself as good as it needs to be. And so my dad knew that, that one, he needed to connect with people, but two, more importantly, he needed to connect with God. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that from a distance, my dad wasn't my pastor because no. I didn't want my dad to be my pastor. I wanted him to be my dad. <laughs> yes. And I have, I have a great pastor. He's been my pastor for 15 years. And so you know, my dad and I were already working together and I thought, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's not do that. But, (laughs) and and Kim, that's one of the biggest regrets of my life is after my dad died, um, not taking the pastor of that church myself. Mm. I I realize now that I miss the will of the Lord, not taking that church myself. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying that to you. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being as transparent as I can be, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I've ever made in my life because, and my wife and I both feel that way that, that we should have stepped in and carried that, that Mm -hmm. legacy on, so to speak. You know what? The one thing I love about the Lord is he redeems time. You know, when we, when we make mistakes, you know, God doesn't put a big X on our, on our, our report card and go, you failed, you're gone, you're done. 
right? Yeah. He he's just he already knew you were going to do it, so he already had another plan in place. So I'm yeah, thankful that's true. To Nothing the Lord. surprises. That's the thing, Kim is that a lot of things take us by surprise, but Never nothing ever surprises him. And so I wanted to do something to honor my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I thought about people buy from people. It, it's just a way for me. I wanted to tell other people that would never have had a chance to meet my dad. I wanted to tell them when they look at me and they look at the influence in my life, I want them to see one, I want them to see Jesus first and foremost mm-hmm. and the influence of, of the Lord in my life. But two, I wanted them to see the influence of my dad yes. in my life and, and how he poured into me for 40 years, right up until the day he died, um, pouring into me all that time. So I wanted to do that to honor him. Mm. Well, I want to get into some of the main concepts of your book. So I know in your book, you talked about things like consistency and thankfulness and, and empathy. Oh, please focus in on meekness. I I loved that. Like that 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 blew me away. So talk about some of those concepts of human connection and how does it relate to sales? In full disclosure, I just learned how to write in the last two years, literally, because <laughs> living in West Virginia, we're 49th in education in the United States. So I literally just learned to write. So you you'll you'll forgive me for for you know. But how that relates to, to, to connection in sales, look, customers crave consistency. Why is McDonald's the number one restaurant chain in all of food, in all of food service? Because no matter where you go, Kim, I could come to, to Canada yep. and get McDonald's and I can get the same French fries that taste the same as they do five minutes from my house here in Barbersville, West Virginia, or if I flew halfway around the world, I get that same consistency. That's why McDonald's is the number one restaurant chain in all the world is because they said a long time ago, consistency is important. And so I think in human connection, as it relates to sales specifically, consistent connectors are always going to do well in sales because as people connect with them, they know exactly what they're going to get. There's Mm -hmm. no mystery. And so that's why it's so important the way we connect and how we connect and the things that we have within us that we didn't think were good connecting traits Hmm. that actually can be to our incredible advantage Yes. Used. So you mentioned meekness. So I would think the definition of meekness would be somebody that sits off to the corner mm-hmm. and they're shy and they're reserved and don't talk to me because I'm shy and reserved. Well, that's not what meekness actually means, Kim. It means deferential. Mm. Meekness actually means to defer ah. to someone else. And so think about it from that perspective in sales, when you really are serving your customer, it's the ultimate form of deference. Mm. It's not saying that you sit idly on the side and on the sideline and you're not involved in that process. It's just saying, Mr. Customer, Miss Customer, 
you are the most important person in this transaction. It's not me. It's you. Mm. It's it's like a it's a form of honor to mm. me. It it's really like is. I do not have to be the center of attention. I can be happy in my own skin. I can like who I am. I can be confident who I am and still allow the other person to shine without it detracting from me at all. Mm -hmm. That's a hundred percent right. And Kim, the thing about it is I think, especially in today's world, people are so focused on followers and likes mm -hmm. and shares and I'm going to post something. And we see a lot of people on social media that will post event something. Mm -hmm. I'll share with you what I told my son. My son came to us several years ago and said, I want to get a Facebook page. And I said to him, okay, you got three rules. You cannot post anything that is not encouraging, uplifting, humorous. It has to be positive. Mm -hmm. You cannot rant. You cannot slam somebody if i catch you doing that you're done you have a one you have a zero tolerance policy and kim i used to tell my salespeople when i manage salespeople, i said this i said anything you say mm -hmm. can and will be used against you <laughs> and it's a philosophy that i live by and mm -hmm. i've said some dumb things that have come back to bite me oh me too and and, I, and 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 so I have a simple rule on social media, and I'm very intentional about what I say. If I cannot add value to a conversation or something that I post doesn't add value, I won't post it and I won't comment. No, me neither. Yeah. And people will tag me and 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 I, I'm I'm grateful for it, but I won't comment because I have to stay true mm -hmm. to that. And say, listen, I, I can't add any value. Yeah. I can't add any value. And that's the biggest thing about connection is, is people want to connect with people that add value to their lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. And just talking about social media there for a second, I know one of the chapters that you were working on is called engaging. And I yep. think there's a difference between engaging, you know, that we engage on social media and what true engagement is. So tell me about engaging. Yeah. So one of the, the sections of the chapter is called the parable of the flywheel. Ah, okay. Tell us about yeah. that. The parable of the flywheel. So I'm going to give you a video example. Okay. One of my careers that I went into, my dad recruited me into the auto electrical industry. And mm. for those of you that don't know what that is, that is that is starters and alternators that every vehicle, small or large, has a... So in your car, yep. you have a starter and an alternator. Okay. Well, years ago in heavy equipment, there, there was a the way that the flywheel was turned over. So you have a flywheel in your engine. It kind of looks like this kind of is somewhat in the shape of your hand. So he's holding up and, his hand with five fingers stretched out. Right. Right. If, in case you can't see it on video, right. Yeah, I, I'm assuming everybody look at my hand. Here's my, <laughs> as they listen on. I am such a visual podcast. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so imagine a flywheel 
it is it's it, it kind of looks like a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there is the starter motor. The way that the starter motor turns the motor over in your car is that it, there is something called a starter drive that engages with the flywheel. Nowadays, the starter motor and the drive, the drive and the flywheel engage very seamlessly and they slip into one another. That's how they engage. But years ago, it used to be a pounding. Mm-hmm. So literally that heavy-duty starter in those big trucks would pound that flywheel and it would either cause damage eventually to the flywheel or to the starter drive or to both. And so we've got to think about how we engage. Do we mesh or do we bang? Mm, yes. And and so the best way to, to engage, obviously, is, is the meshing. And that in, in that world, in the auto electrical world, that's called a soft engagement. Mm. So it slips in and, and it's, and, it, and it, you don't notice it when you turn your, your, when you turn the key to mm-hmm. your car or the vehicle, you don't notice what's happening because it happens so quickly, but it's a soft yeah. engagement. And so that's why I talk about in the book, the, the meshing, the, the parable of the flywheel is that the technology had to come along for that flywheel to seamlessly mesh instead of the constant pounding and banging on the, on the flywheel that yeah. caused a lot of damage. And what happens is when we engage incorrectly, there can be damage formed in that relationship that we're mm-hmm. trying to get off the ground. Yes. And social media will do that. People will just come out and they'll just feel that so compelled that they have to say something instead of trying to softly engage with their audience. And so many people miss the mark that way, Kim. And and it's amazing to me how we have so many more ways to connect and engage, but yet we're still pounding instead of softly engaging. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something I was thinking about yesterday, um, I was on a mastermind call and they were, people were talking about, you know, how they felt about everything um, that was going on, you know, with racism and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, how they wanted to give these big, bold, strong messages and, and, and I'm not against that at all, but I'm thinking that's not who I am. Yes. So how do I make that difference? And I realized I've made the difference all along because I choose to live a life of love, respect, and kindness to everyone. And I teach others how to do that. I called a black pastor friend of mine yesterday that, who lives in Virginia. And this man has become a dear friend. He invited me. He was, he was ordaining a deacon. So he pastors a Baptist church down in mm-hmm. Radford, Virginia. And he called me one day and he said, where are you going to be next week? And I said, well, I'm going to be down. He said, you're going to be near Radford. And I said, I'm going to be in Blacksburg. I'm going to be 25 minutes away. And he said, would you come? I'm ordaining a man in my church. I want you to come and be a part of the ordination service. Mm -hmm. And I was so honored and humble. But I called him yesterday and I told him, I said, man, I just wanted to call you and tell you that I love you. Mm. And I appreciate you. Kim, it's about consistency. Yes. We, we don't have issues 
with our brothers and sisters of other collars and races when we're consistent one with another in how we treat one another. Yeah. And I grew, I learned that very early because I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood in Southeast Ohio. In fact, the neighborhood that I grew up in many years before that was a place where slaves would swim across the Ohio river Mm. from then Virginia, which is now West Virginia. And they would swim across to Ohio and they would come to the bottom of this house, this very large house. And it became an underground railroad house. Mm. And all the time that I grew up there and went to school there, I had no idea of the deep history, not till last year when a friend of mine, we went on a tour of, of where I grew up. And in fact, my dad is buried in the modern part of the, of a cemetery there. And in what they call the old part, there are slaves buried in that cemetery. Mm. And then there's another cemetery that, that, uh, that 37 original slaves that came and settled that little town are buried in. And I grew up in that town, had no idea the deep history that I grew up in. But here's what I learned. I learned consistency. Mm. I learned how to. The first time I heard rap music, Kim, was on the back of the school bus. <laughs> we had a guy that I went to school with that was a couple grades ahead of me, and he would just get on the back of the school bus and just work out his beats, and we were just, we'd just sit back there. It was a very common thing for me. And so, again, I just... I've always strived to be consistent because I saw it in my dad. My dad was the exact same way. My dad wanted consistency and that's what he strived for. And that's what he poured into us was to be consistent. That's awesome. Well, we've got a few minutes left, so we don't have two or three hours. I was, listen, I had blocked off a bunch of time for this conversation. (laughs) Well, Brian, what I will do is I will have you back on the show and we will continue the conversation. (laughs) That may not be a good idea after people listen to this. (laughs) You know what? Can I I say this real quick? Sure. I joke and kid because the Bible says that laughter doeth good like a medicine. Yes. And the Bible also says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. And and so I, I, I choose joy on a daily basis. And so I laugh and kid and joke around. Uh, and I appreciate you giving me the freedom to do that because to me, that's so important in, in all the things that we've gone through in this world is to have that joy every day and to, and to decide that you're going to laugh and decide you're yeah. going to have fun and enjoy yourself. So true. So you've got a couple of minutes left and what I would like you to do, Brian is Talk a bit about your writing journey so far with writing this first book. You know, what what has been some of the really good things? What have been some of the really rough things? I mean, the book's not done yet and you're back going doing some revisions right now because you're yes. you're you're looking at it and you're going, yeah, I need to change a few things, which is a perfectly normal part of book writing. But yep. share that journey with us. Well, again, since I recently discovered literacy, you know, that that's helped. <laughs> Kim, I'll in full disclosure, in full disclosure, I had sat on my book for a while. I had to kick myself in the rear end to finish Mm -hmm. 
because I was going to be one of these people. I would tell people, I'm working on a book. I'm working on a book. And what I had to stop and do was realize I was telling them I was working on a book because I was trying to compete and be like, oh, yeah, I'm working on a book, too. And I would go a month, two months without writing anything. And and the the January the 1st of this year, 2020, when the, when the calendar turned over, I was like, it, it's put up or shut up. <laughs> and that's what I did. And I wrote about, and I even put in one part of the book, I'm sitting here writing this in a Mexican restaurant in Moorfield, West Virginia. I like anybody cares. That. <laughs> like anybody cares what I was doing when I, I should have said I had shrimp fajitas, which that's my favorite Mexican <laughs> food. I hope Kim at the marriage supper of the lamb, they have shrimp fajitas and guacamole. Maybe at your table, my table will have something different, including chocolate. Oh, <laughs> you said I was going to go there for a minute. I was going to kid. I was going to say you were thinking about something heavy. I was thinking about cookies. <laughs> but my writing journey, Kim, I've always been able to express myself. I've been fortunate enough that that over the last 18 years, I filled in for a dear friend of mine, Tom Roten who has a morning talk show here in the Huntington, West Virginia. In fact, Friday morning, uh, this Friday morning coming up, as we record this, I'll be doing Tom's show. And, and so I've learned how to express myself. I did some writing in college and things like that. Um, I had a boss one time that told me, he called me the wordsmith. He's like, you know how to frame words and things like that. And, and I told him, I said, well, my initials are BS. So there's some modicum of truth there. <laughs> But actually, you want to hear something funny? It was no, go ahead. I always want to hear something funny, so go ahead. So, obviously, we have a very clean show and we want to keep that clean rating. And I was recording yesterday with my co host, uh, Juanita, and we were talking about stuff. And she was thinking about you know that she said, Well, just so you know, it's some bologna spaghetti stuff. I was thinking blue socks, (laughs) I was gonna say blue socks, yes, blue socks, that's right. But Kim, my writing journey for me, I want to tell, I'm to the point in my life, I want to tell stories. Mm -hmm. I could give expertise and I started out doing that with people by from people, but I thought, okay, am I going to be somebody else that's written a sales book? And I have friends that have written sales books and they're great. But I've always wanted to be a person that doesn't do what everybody else does. I've, mm-hmm. I've always, and my wife and I were intentional about doing that with our son. We were intentional about creating unique experiences for him in his life. And here I was going down the path of following everybody else. And I, I had to stop a minute and go, wait a minute. I really want to tell people about connection and not selling. And so I, I, I flipped. And really, as I thought about my dad, my da- that was what my dad was about. Mm-hmm. He was br- he was about connecting people, bringing people together, and I thought that's it. That's what I. That's the story I want to tell. And by the way, my next book I already know what my next book's going to be. My next book's going to be the intentional encourager. I'm going to teach people encouragement. Nice. We're going to talk it. about encouragement because again, everybody can encourage. And let me just say this very very quickly. I want to speak directly to your audience. I want to encourage you to 
let your story out. Mm, yes. Let your story out, number one. And two, wake up every day and think about who you can pass intentional encouragement on to. Because if we, I had to do that on LinkedIn. That's why I did the intentional encourager. Mm -hmm. I saw a ton of expertise, but very little encouragement. And just think about how impactful we could be if we passed encouragement on one to another. Yes. We could end a lot of these problems that we have in our world, you know, black folks and white folks and Hispanic folks and Asian folks and, and Indian folks all coming together and encouraging each other. Kim, how powerful would that be in our world if we came together and encouraged each other? So true. So true. So Brian, unfortunately we are out of time for today, but I want you to take doggone it. <laughs> you got 60 seconds to share how all people I need is 60 seconds with Sexton. <laughs> please share how people can find you and connect with you. Yeah, please do. I would love to connect with any, anybody and everybody. Brian Sexton, S-E-X-T-O-N, MBA on LinkedIn. You can find me at Brian Sexton13 on Twitter or Intentional ENC number one on Twitter. That's the podcast page, the Intentional Encourager podcast. We're also on Facebook. You can find us on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Kim's going to be on the Intentional Encourager podcast. So connect with me. I would love to. And if you've got a story to tell, I want to tell it. So, Kim, this has been such a blast. You are a blessing. You are helping so many people out there. God's going to use you in ways you cannot imagine. And that's my intentional encouragement to you. Oh, thank you, Brian. Well, this has been Brian Sexton and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. And we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.